if you don't want anyone with a giant crispy taco on a bright red t-shirt in the background of your first dance images, then you have to make that very crystal clear when you hire your wedding day vendors. Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. All right. Hello, everyone, and a warm welcome to my small corner over here in the podcast world. Thank you so much for listening today. This podcast exists so that I can share my knowledge, experience, and expertise with you to hopefully improve your wedding day images and your experience with your wedding photographer. So yesterday, I recorded my very first episode with a guest. This episode will be posted next week. My guest was Priscilla Rodriguez, who holds a Master of Science and is a licensed marriage and family therapist. And we discussed how self-care can improve your wedding day images. So we went through a lot of uh, self-care tips, how you can manage your anxiety and your stress, and really work through all of the tension and stress and anxiety that comes up in your wedding planning and how you can manage that with your partner so that the stress doesn't build up and the anxiety doesn't build up and all that mount and double and just implode and explode and create tension and just really surface and come to a head on your wedding day and then make your wedding day images just look crummy. So tune in next week to hear this podcast where Priscilla and I discuss all the techniques that she prescribes to her couples in her therapy sessions, where she teaches them to use all these techniques to deal with stress and anxiety so that they can have lasting, meaningful relationships and deal with stress and anxiety in their relationships, but also how this can help them have better images on their wedding day. All right, so let's dive right into today's topic. The dress code for your guests and your wedding day vendors. So what should your vendors wear? You shouldn't have to ask this, but believe me, I am here to tell you that you must discuss this with your vendors. 
I have been shocked at what I have seen other wedding vendors wear to their couple's weddings. I have seen a DJ with not one, but multiple t-shirts throughout the night that very boldly and loudly, and I'm even going to say very distastefully, display their company name across the front, sometimes in words, sometimes in pictures. And they didn't always stay behind their DJ stand either. They didn't mind coming onto the dance floor to mingle with the dancing guests, and therefore they were in a lot of my images. I'm just going to add that this wasn't a backyard house wedding. This was at a Marriott branded hotel wedding reception on the San Antonio River Walk. I'm not going to blast this DJ as much as I want to. I don't even know if he's still in business. This is the only time I have ever worked with this particular DJ. But but I was using a word that my mom always used to say. I was flabbergasted um, to see the way that this DJ was dressed at this wedding. And then actually beside myself to see that he had multiple versions of this t-shirt that he just continued to change about every 45 minutes throughout the night. And then I was, you know, I caught a second wind of this shock when I was then editing these images. And I just was beside myself when I thought that he had the nerve to think that this was acceptable to show up to someone's wedding like this and to think it was okay. Um, it, it was a t-shirt. There was no collar, no pockets, and they were faded. I mean, it wasn't even a new t-shirt. These were old, worn, tattered t-shirts. So you need to discuss with your wedding day vendors, how are you going to show up at my wedding? Are you going to be dressed professionally? In addition, I have seen videographers in cargo shorts and flip-flops at golf resorts. Let me repeat that. Also, at a JW Marriott branded golf resort, I have seen videographers in cargo shorts and flip-flops. As a guest, I've seen photographers in yoga pants and tennis shoes. I am not making this stuff up. As a second shooter, I have seen the lead in very brightly colored blouses that barely covered their midsection. And again, in tennis shoes that had seen much better days. In fact, I'm pretty sure they use these tennis shoes to mow their grass in. And it was kind of embarrassing me to have been hired by them and been their second shooter and been more professionally dressed than them. I felt embarrassed for them and I felt embarrassed just because I was dressed more professionally than them. And you should not have to be checking up on your vendors. They are quote unquote professionals. They should know better. 
But unless you want to chance being absolutely mortified at your own wedding by some of the very people you hired to help carry out your dream day, double check what they are wearing as their working attire before you hire them. And if it doesn't fly with what you would approve of, ask if they can change that. And write it into the contract to make sure that they carry out their promise. And if they're unwilling to change it, move on to someone else who cares about their professional appearance. All right. So let's talk about what your guests are going to wear to the wedding. Because the reason I'm addressing this today is because your your other vendors... And your guests are going to be in your images. Some of these images are going to make it to your wedding album. And you don't want to have someone sticking out like a very sore thumb in your wedding album. Or even in your digital album online. When you are sharing and posting these images online, on Instagram, on Facebook, on your TikTok you know, compilation or on your Instagram reel, you don't want there to be anyone who looks out of place at your wedding. So you want to make sure that people show up dressed appropriately to your wedding. And that includes your wedding vendors and of course your guests. So what should your guests wear to a wedding? Now, I've discussed this before about how you should hire a professional invitation maker, a stationer to design your invitation suite because they will know how to do this. But your invitation should give your guests some context clues as to what the dress code will be. The season should clue them in on what they should wear and the venue where the ceremony is taking place. All three of those things should Clue your guests in as to what the dress code will be for any wedding. All of these three things will have a big impact on what is and what is not appropriate to wear to your wedding. And if the invite doesn't specifically list a dress code, your guests should be able to Google the venue if they are not already familiar with it and Common sense should tell them that the fancier the venue, the more they should dress up for your ceremony, for your wedding day. And they should always dress in season. For example, your guest should not wear a spaghetti strap summer dress to a luxury hotel winter wedding. And I just want to quickly mention that I have shot three-day, three-day-long Indian weddings with multiple events on two of the three of those days that required the guests to have five wardrobe changes or more. And I did not witness a single guest dressing down for any of those events within those three days. Everyone was dressed to the nines, including the children, including the infants. Everyone attending the three-day Indian wedding that I shot took great pride in celebrating the couple. No one was in t-shirts, flip-flops, fishing shirts, stained tennis shoes, work pants, torn pants, Everyone was dressed in what I would call 
their Sunday best or better clothing. And the dilemma of what to wear is easier to resolve if the invite specifies the dress code. However, some dress codes are still open to interpretation. So if you're unsure, if your guest or unsure, know that it is okay if they come to you, the couple, and ask, or any of the other wedding guests, and ask for advice. But real quickly, I am going to review some of the more common dress codes seen on invitations. And I'm going to kind of go from more formal to the least formal. So we will start with white tie. And this is the most formal of all dress codes. Sometimes it's also called full dress. It is often reserved for very elegant events like state dinners and royal banquets and the most formal of weddings. White tie wedding attire for men include a long and dark tuxedo tailcoat that reach to the back of the knee. And for women, a formal dress is a must and that includes elbow length white silk gloves. Next is black tie wedding attire. And black tie is the next most formal wedding dress code. Black tie means just that. You should expect your guests to wear tuxedo with black bow ties, a simple long black tie, or even a long string tie. And for the ladies, formal gowns are expected and they should touch the ground or the top of the ladies' shoes. And it's important to note that black tie wedding attire is one of the stricter dress codes with little room for interpretation. Black tie requires a tuxedo and not a black suit. And definitely not suit separates. Next is black tie optional. And this is a fusion between black tie and formal fashion. You can wear a tuxedo or a floor-length evening gown if you want, but a dark suit with dress pants and nice loafers would also be acceptable. Similarly, a midi or knee-length cocktail dress would also be appropriate instead of a floor-length gown. But the wedding time, the actual ceremony time, can give you clues as to what the wedding dress code means. So an evening wedding often implies that there is a more formal dress code. For a black tie optional wedding early in the afternoon, it's perfectly fine to wear something less formal on the black tie spectrum. Okay, so next is formal attire. If the invitation just states formal attire, a formal wedding dress code is slightly less formal than a black tie event and in general has fewer specifications. Women can get away with a nicer cocktail dress and for men, tuxedos are not required. The general rule of thumb is that your guests can never be too overdressed. Cocktail. With a cocktail dress code, guests 
have more flexibility with hemlines, colors, and patterns. And this means that cocktail dresses that are knee-length or thereabouts are generally worn with heels. Beach formal. So this would apply generally when the ceremony takes place on a beach. And your guest should opt for linen dress shirts and slacks with a blazer or a sundress with a straw hat. It's perfectly fine for your female guests to swap stiletto heels for wedges or thick sandals. Semi-formal or dressy casual. Semi-formal falls in the gray area between casual and formal. Cocktail attire tends to be a little more dressy than semi-formal. Some examples of what to wear to a semi-formal event include a midi dress, a chic jumpsuit, or a wrap dress. But for cocktail attire, stick to a structured dress. In recent years, the phrase dressy casual has risen in popularity too. Think of this wedding attire wording as a spin on business casual. Dressy casual wedding attire is most closely related to semi-formal attire and should be interpreted appropriately. Again, depending on the time of the event, choose an outfit that falls in between formal and casual. It's encouraged to wear darker, more formal hues for an evening ceremony and lighter colors to a daytime wedding. And then the last dress code category that I want to discuss is casual. And this might be appropriate for a home or backyard wedding. And your guest might be tempted to think that a casual dress code means anything goes. And I know because I've seen and photographed things, but this is not necessarily the case. Casual wedding attire is the most relaxed on the list, but your wedding is still a formal event. There are still rules you want your guests to follow. I'm still making images, so shorts, running gear, and tennis shoes should still be off limits for a casual wedding. But boating shoes, dark colored jeans, and sundresses, nice sundresses, should be acceptable. You should specify a dress code for a reason. It could be because it's appropriate for your venue or it's going to match the aesthetic for your wedding theme. And if your guests ignore the dress code, that can lead to embarrassment or offending you when you get married. I don't think your guests want to be the only person in a casual summer summer dress why everyone else is in ball gowns because they are going to stick out like a sore thumb at the event and again later in the images. Hey, if you are enjoying this episode, if you're enjoying the advice and tips I am giving you, could I ask that you just quickly share a screenshot of wherever you're listening and share that on Instagram and be sure to tag either Complete Wedding Ed or Add a Girl Photo. And you could also just share this podcast with all of your engaged friends. I would appreciate that too. If you're enjoying the podcast, you might also love my book. It is available on Amazon and I will include that in the show notes. 
one last reminder, if you have a topic you want me to cover or a specific question that you want me to answer, all you have to do is email me, Tammy, T-A-M-M-Y, at atagirlphoto.com. All right, let's get back to more tips. These are some tips that you can either share with your guests or for anyone listening who might be attending a wedding in the near future. It seems that there are plenty of people who don't know this rule, but I am going to repeat it. And I don't want to blow out your eardrums or your car speakers or wherever you're listening, but it seems there are plenty of people who don't know this rule. But someone at nearly every wedding I photograph seems, and and sometimes it's someone very closely related to the bride. There is always someone wearing white besides the bride. And this is a huge, huge no-no. Do not wear white unless you're the bride. Even if the bride isn't wearing a white gown. Even if you're the mom, the mother-in-law, the sister, or a very close friend. Only the bride is allowed to wear white, ivory, cream, vanilla, off-white, or any shade that looks like it belongs in the white family to a wedding. Okay, guys? That's it. Even if she's not wearing white, she is the only person who is allowed to wear that color that day. Share the news because this seems like not everyone knows and that is a cardinal rule that everyone should know. All right, next tip. Traditionally, wearing all black was frowned upon as it was generally viewed as a signal as being in a state of mourning. However, it is accepted in these modern times to wear all black to a wedding, but you must add in a splash of color, be it a pocket square, a colorful tie, or some accessory, jewelry, scarf, hat, shoes, something. Add some bit of color if you are planning on wearing all black to a wedding. Do not show up in nothing but black because you are subtly signaling that you are mourning that wedding. And in fact, unless it's a black tie wedding, I personally would not wear all black to a wedding. I wouldn't even chance offending the couple. Most places of worship have specific rules around what is and what isn't acceptable to wear. So for example, in church, bare shoulders should be covered and bare arms are still frowned upon. For example, in Catholic churches, women are expected to bring a shawl to cover their shoulders and arms. And in synagogues, your hair and your head should be covered as well. And the same can be said for an Arabic wedding. If the person getting married is part of a culture or practices a religion that you are unfamiliar with, you would do well to take the time to chat to them beforehand or Google about any traditions or expectations. This will help to avoid any missteps on the big day and accidentally offending the couple. Unless the wedding is a backyard barbecue or unless the invitation states otherwise and it is in the South where wearing denim jeans especially starched denim jeans, is widely considered dressing up, 
I would say that denim is never really acceptable otherwise at a wedding. And light colored, distressed, or ripped jeans is considered the worst offenders. Another big tip is do not try to mimic the bridesmaid dresses or wedding theme colors. Leave that all to the wedding party and the immediate families. And lastly, don't wear anything too flashy that might steal the couple's thunder, so to speak. In closing, if you have any expectation of how you want your vendors to dress, discuss this with them. Don't assume that they will show up dressed professionally. And this is a big tip, guys, especially if you are shopping for your vendors based on price. If you put out all those Facebook fillers, I need an affordable this or that. I want this kind of vendor who won't break the bank, who won't cost me an arm and a leg. I'm just going to say that those are typically the vendors you need to discuss their wardrobe with. If you have any expectation of how you want your guests to dress, spell it out in plain terms on your invite and again on your wedding website. Both your run of show vendors and your guests are going to be in your wedding day images. If you don't want anyone with a giant crispy taco on a bright red t-shirt in the background of your first dance images, then you have to make that very crystal clear when you hire your wedding day vendors. Set these expectations in advance of your wedding day so you don't have to freak out on your wedding day. All right, if you haven't subscribed yet, do that right now, guys. And if you haven't left a review for me, I would appreciate that you do that immediately. That helps other couples just like you find me organically. And that helps other couples learn how they can have the very best wedding images and the very best wedding experience from their wedding photographer. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a fantabulous day. I will catch you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time, and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again during the next episode.